Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Work sucks. Am I right, Jay? Yeah, Kay, it does. But luckily, the Fuck My Work Life podcast is here to help you through. In this comedy podcast, we share memorable workplace stories through guests and listener submissions in the hopes of brightening your day, or at least leave you thinking, maybe you don't have it so bad after all. Listen to Fuck My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on all the socials at FMWLPod. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I'm your host, Dave, and today I'm joined by, uh, I don't know, tattoo artist and I guess purveyor of the paranormal, I guess. Joshua Belanger, I don't know, how would you... I, I... <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's as good an intro as any, you know. <laughs> I've been, uh, loved all this stuff since I was... A teenager, you know, I'm sure that's when you got into the stuff too. And uh, so I just load all this stuff with paranormal dudes also. And the but like for some fucking weird reason, the Hellmouth uh Instagram took off with being a UFO page. And I was like, I don't know why, but I guess I'll just lean into it. So screw it. Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of good because you don't know what we're talking about today, right? Nope. All right. Well, this kind of falls into that category, so all right, all right. Might, you know, I don't know. Uh, I guess my first question for you is: You ever been to Wisconsin? I've driven through. I've done multiple cross country trips. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing solid. <laughs> nothing solid. All right. Well, today we'll be heading to the heartland of America, which is Polk County, Wisconsin, home to ten villages, twenty four towns, and twenty five unincorporated townships. Polk County is basically your average, like rural farming community we got a ton of those like up for where we're from in like new hampshire and maine like especially like the further up you go into maine where like half the towns are just like numbers and letters and like a series of dashes yeah. it's kind of that <laughs> vibe uh suffice it to say not a whole lot of excitement in polk county wisconsin i went to the uh the official polk county website just to kind of get an idea of the area that we're going to be discussing today just because i think it's good to get like your finger on the pulse of, yeah, you know. Get a, get a little context of what's going on. Yeah, then. get an idea. So I went to the news section to see what's popping off in Polk County and got to say, high drama. Place is brilliant with it. All right. Uh, for, <laughs> for instance, on August 21st, uh, the first human case of West Nile virus was confirmed in Wisconsin. Uh, on October 3rd. Of this year? Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, <laughs> There's not a lot going like on. they're lagging behind a little bit. <laughs> On October 3rd, uh, the headline read, quote, Circuit Court Grant Stay allows equestrian season to continue on Stower Seven Lakes Trail. And on November 2nd, the Polk County Recycling Center held a very successful electronic collection event. So just a hotbed of activity over there. <laughs> How are they judging the success of an electron? Is it just like they go by weight or like participation? I would assume it has, it has to, to be weight. weight. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. Because if you've ever been to like a yeah. weight, like a 
recycling center, it's all weight. I don't know if, you, don't know if you've ever delved into uh, scrapping metal. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever been to a scrapyard once when I was looking for seatbelts for a van to go across country with, you know, to go across country with, and... <laughs> They were like, oh, we got some seatbelts for your van, like over there. They point to this giant stack of cars. <laughs> and I'm like, this, this stack of cars is fucking 80 feet tall. And I'm supposed to climb in to the bottom of this one and rip out the seatbelts. I'm like, yeah. all right, I guess I'll do it. But that's that's my only experience with uh, one of those places. Uh, you pretty much summed so, it up. That's exactly that's the exact experience yeah. you're looking for when you go for uh, okay. go to a, a scrapyard. <laughs> um, and a lot of fucking bees. Oh yeah, bees, flies, they're not the cleanest in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. Um, but you know, right. uh, surprisingly absent from the Polk County website, however, is uh, the story that we're going to be covering today. And it's a story that is weird because I assumed that this area, something like this happening, they would have tried to have like milked it for everything it's worth, like festivals and carnival, like like they did with like uh, the Hopkinsville Goblin and like Flatwoods, like you would think this would all the current crypto stuff, you know, be like, oh, tourism money, like, you know. Yeah, you would think, considering the most exciting thing is that now you can continue walking your horse on a trail, like <laughs> something. Um, but that yeah. story is of William Bosack and his encounter with what is known as the Bosack cowman, aka the Bosack humanoid, aka the Bosack bovine. Are you familiar with this at all? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a new one to me. The Bosec bovine is the is, best. So I love that that time. Yeah. The alliteration <laughs> just works. So the story goes that on December 2nd in 1974, at around 10 p.m., William Bosack, a 68-year-old dairy farmer, was driving from a co-op meeting in Frederick, Wisconsin, back to his 450-acre farm in Polk County. Uh, having owned and operated his farm for close to four decades. Making this drive to and from the co-op is something he's done a billion times. So he he knows this route like the back of his hand. On this particular it's night, it's a lot though, of fucking acreage, though. <laughs> it's a big farm, right? I guess it's, it's a, a dairy. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> if it's a dairy farm, I guess you kind of need it. I don't know shit about farming, so I only know from what I've seen on Yellowstone. That's <laughs> much it. They they need to the cows need to graze, and the the grass needs to not have some kind of disease in it right i think that's the the only thing that you need to do yeah yeah I, 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 no that, that yeah. i'm pretty sure that sums up farming it's as easy as that cows gotta graze grass can't be gross <laughs> yep perfect we're all set for when shit go pops off <laughs> on this particular night though the roads were shrouded in a low-hanging like dense fog causing him to drive a little bit slower be a little more cautious with his driving now at this point it's about 1030 at night and William is less than a mile from his house, which is when they say most accidents happen. Right. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. he's he's about a mile from his house when his headlights catch the glimmer of something. That something is a 10 foot tall and three foot wide cone shaped object hovering in the distance on the left side of the road. I hesitate to call it a ship just because the description of it, it seems more like like an escape pod or a capsule or something. It's not really a ship. Yeah. Three feet wide traffic isn't cone, big enough. A large traffic cone. Yeah. Um, and I also hesitate to say it's hovering. The bottom part he described as being covered with like the fog. So he couldn't say for sure if it was hovering, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it is just for the story's sake. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so 
at this point, Bozak did what I'm assuming either of us would do in this situation, and that is he slowed down and then eventually stopped his car just close enough to get a better look at this thing. Because fuck it, if we die, we die, right? I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna give up the Wait, opportunity to see it. It's better to die get ripped apart by some weird alien bullshit than dying because I eat too much salt in a hospital bed when I'm fucking eighty five years old. Exactly. I would rather, I would rather, you know, that's the outlook on life I'm looking torn for. torn apart by aliens. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. after giving the pod a good once over, he noticed that there was a window made of <laughs> domed glass. So, I guess like a porthole more than, I don't. I honestly don't know the difference between a porthole or a window, but I'm just going to say a porthole because it sounds more shippy. Now, through this porthole, yeah. he was able yeah. to yeah. see a very brightly lit compartment. And in that compartment, he saw, well, hold on. I'm just going to, I'm just going to read the quote of what he saw. Cause I think he'll describe it better than I ever Please. could. He said, quote, I can remember it just as if it were yesterday. It was a little taller than a tall man. I can see a figure. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm the tall one in my family and I'm five ten. Yeah. It's just a, so, just a like, little taller than a tall man. Uh, a little tall. All right. Perfect. I'm all right. I could see a figure with its arms raised above its head. He was looking out the window, and it was a different kind of character than you'd see on this earth, end quote. He then went on to describe this slightly taller than a tall man character like this. He said, quote, it looked a good deal like a man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not from this earth. But it had okay. a face, had a different looking face than you'd see. It had kind of a cow looking okay. face, dark tan fur, except for its face and chin, in a square face with hair sticking straight out from the sides. The ears stuck out from the head about three inches, and the eyes were large and protruding. The ears were calf-like, end quote. So basically, to sum up William's description, it was a tall alien cow thing, slightly taller than a man. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> So there's just this cow man flying through space in this weird ship. Yeah, pretty Looking much. Looking out this hole, yeah, just staring just, at people. But right. going off of the artist's depictions, because obviously people have heard of this and then the community has to draw draw it. What I've gathered, have you ever seen Mac and Me? Of course. It kind of looks like one of the parents from Mac. So like the really tall ones, but like covered in brown fur. That's, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Because I, I, I remember Mac with the little straw mop. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Picture Except, that. Oh, but and, like, the, and the wheelchair kid. Yeah. Picture that like seven feet tall. But covered in brown okay. fur. Okay. T- All right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you what I saw. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, hey. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, the weirdest thing that Bozak noticed about this was that it looked scared. It had its arms raised, eyes wide. Like it wasn't expecting anyone to come through or that it was like unaware of its surroundings and didn't want to start any sort of fuss, which makes me think even more that it was some sort of like escape pod or like an emergency vehicle of some sort. Cause if it's tall enough for mm. him to just stand up and raise his arms and that's it, like what's he really, he can't really fly that. I don't know. <laughs> Space travel's weird. They, yeah, unless, <laughs> unless it's kind of like a, a Superman thing where they get sent off to that other dimension. Oh my God. My brain, I've, I've had a couple of drinks today already. So, I don't. In the spirit of cryptic cocktail hour, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Phantom Zone, you know. So I just picture this like cowman 
flying yeah. through like in like you know, just like flipping back and forth you know like maybe he's getting injected from this plane of existence well we'll get into theories of what it could be but one of them was oh, right. and i didn't even subscribe to it was that kind of like in superman you know how i guess in man of steel uh zod and his people were on those like uh those pods that they were frozen in and they came out they, yes. they're trying to say that he that this dude's like an intergalactic criminal <laughs> and that's what it was it was like a like a criminal <laughs> pod which yeah that that's still that's they were getting sent to the phantom zone yeah, so yeah exactly that's but uh but either way after about 10 seconds of eye contact with this thing which the 10 seconds felt like minutes to william that's a long time for eye contact his, his initial shock receded <laughs> and that really is wow yeah that is a long time for yeah. eye contact but his initial shock receded and it, in its place just fucking sheer terror he started to just straight up yep. panic and at this point bozak said fuck it put the pedal to the metal and just hightailed it so he's fucking speeding through the woods almost to the comforts of home bozak thought he had put a good amount of distance between him and this bovine humanoid uh when he suddenly noticed that the lights in his car started to darken the sound of his engine started to slowly fade and his headlights started to dim then bozak hears what he described as a whooshing sound followed by a scraping against the roof of his car. Kind of like if you go under like a low-hanging branch and you just hear, like that kind of thing. Yeah. That's what he said he heard. Okay. I don't know. But, uh, using what juice he had left, he floored it, just fucking barreling through the fog all the way back to the safety of his homestead. And once there, he was able to calm himself down, kind of just take in what had happened. And after taking some time to just sit and collect his thoughts, he decided as a lot of UFO and alien witnesses do fearing what it might do to their relationships and social and familial like reputations. Yeah. Uh, he decided, well, I probably shouldn't tell anyone about this because <laughs> I'm going to sound like a fucking lunatic. What, when, what was the year of this one? Uh, 68, I believe. I feel like sensibility has changed so much because oh, it was 1974, now with sorry. one of us, yeah, I mean, so still, like, I feel still a window of like everybody's like, everybody's gonna think I'm crazy if I tell you. But this, if something like that happened now, I'd be fucking ringing that bell all of social media. Look at this shit I fucking saw. Oh, dude, you know, and I'd be, I'd be milking it for all it's worth. Yeah, I yeah, I get that. You know, ten minutes of TikTok fame. Yeah, but then and you're just trying to like, yeah. But then you're gonna have one of those like the uh, the Vegas UFO backyard alien thing. Everyone's just gonna be like, oh my, yeah. You know, no, I mean, I guess if you don't get video of yeah. it, you just have your story. It's better than having shitty looking video of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, every, every video that I post on my page is people like, but oh, it's 2023 and we get this potato camera shit. I'm like, dude, this is shot in the seventies. <laughs> what am I supposed to tell you? But like every comment, but like even that Vegas one, that like some of those, like where they, you know, where they would zoom in and show like this is the face, the alien, like in yeah. between the, the holes of the, like the fence and shit yeah. like that. You'd be like, I don't know about this. This is pretty suspect, but, um, and yeah. back to the bovine experience, <laughs> you know? Well, like I said, he decided probably best to not say anything to anyone. I mean, I, yeah. Mistake. In the seventies though, in a rural, like Wisconsin, Midwestern town, you're a dairy farmer. You know, I feel like yeah. it's not the most welcome. People aren't going to buy your milk. <laughs> <laughs> They're calling up. 
<laughs> He's going to get made fun of at the co-op yeah. every weekend now. Now, the following mm-hmm. day, William decided to shirk all of his duties on the farm and immediately returned to where the ship craft pod thing was. And obviously it wasn't there. Uh, no evidence except for a patch of grass off to the side of the road where the object had been hovering. Now, Bozak was able to keep silent about his encounter for about three weeks until he decided enough was enough. He's going to confide in his wife. Now, one thing I've learned from doing this Keeping show. that secret. That's a long time to keep it a secret. <laughs> but what I've, learned yeah. from, what I've learned from doing this show is that most people who witness something like this and hold it in, most of the time, they re- the reason they end up deciding it's time to tell someone is pretty much because they have like PTSD or they're traumatized by what happened. and just need to tell yeah. someone because like the weight is just crushing their soul. Uh, but for William, it was a little bit different. He didn't confide in his wife because he was plagued with trauma or fear. But for him, it was guilt. He regretted not staying and trying to communicate with the scared being and like trying to show that he was a friendly dude. He told uh he told you <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, you know what? I, I had an opportunity. Like he's in the dairy and cow business. Yeah. And he's like, look at this guy. It's like, you know what? Like maybe it is an opportunity here. And I just blew it. <laughs> I should have I should have reached out. We could have done something. Could have had, you know, made millions. If any, if anyone was going to be an ambassador for the human race, I want it to be a 68-year-old dairy farmer <laughs> from Wisconsin. Oh, Jesus. I don't... Uh, he has the plight. I mean, he knows the plight of the everyman. He knows what's the really The common going, man, yeah. yeah. I mean, if anyone, it should be him, right? And the fact that he felt bad about it, now I kind of think he should have been. <laughs> he's probably better than all of us. Yeah, he's got, he got some ethics in there, you know? <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. what he said was, quote, I wish that someone had been in the car with me at the time. I should have stopped and I tried to show it I was friendly. I wish I could meet up with it again, end quote. Now, I mean, it's, of course, it's it's unclear if his wife had just like loose lips or if Bozak decided to tell more people than just his wife about what he encountered. Uh, but news quickly spread around about this dairy farmer and his encounter. And a short time later... A story was written up about the incident in the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And this story caught the attention of Everett E. Leitner and Dewey Bershide. I don't know how to pronounce this last name, uh, who were investigators for the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, or APRO for short. Are you familiar with APRO? I've never heard of them before, but apparently they were started by a really famous, like... I haven't heard of that one, no. Yeah. Now, Bozak was more than willing to talk to Dewey and Everett granting several like extensive interviews uh, with the pair, as well as setting up interviews with his family, friends, and neighbors, who all pretty much said that the, the story was bananas, but that Will was an honest man with a good reputation, so they don't really have any reason not to trust that he at least saw something that night. But Bozak got it. He, he knew the story was wild, and that skepticism was from his neighbors, family, and friends, and reporters. We're going to come with the territory. Uh, he went on to say in an interview, quote, you know how the neighbors are. <laughs> they questioned it. The editor in town didn't believe it. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be skeptical after hearing what happened to me. But if people don't believe me, I'll take a lie detector test to prove this isn't just something I made up. End quote. So he stuck to his story, which I'm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't. I mean, is he, do you know if he's still alive? Uh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if it's one of those like deathbed confessionals where it's like, no. <laughs> Me and Marty, we we got together. We made this thing because 
milk sales were down and we really <laughs> needed to get the attention. I just keep saying milk, but I'm sure it's like beef and like, uh, I well, can think of as, you know, slaughterhouse shit. Well, I mean, if it's dairy a dairy farm, farm yeah. I, I assume there's milk and cheeses, curds. Yeah. Kicking around yeah. there. Cheese was down, needed to be the figure of a way to kick up business. First of all, I highly doubt that cheese was down in Wisconsin <laughs> in 1974. <laughs> if anything, it was booming back then. But I don't, yeah. I don't know much about the cheese market. Uh, uh, I, right. We're good. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have to take a pause and we're going to have to look at the cheese market. <laughs> so the yeah. stats of the 70s. I think, I think I'm going to have to, so we can to properly research this. I'm going to have to go take a trip to Wisconsin, really get my, get boots on the ground and really mm. figure out what's <laughs> going on here. <laughs> right. No. I think any ethical podcaster would do that. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. So. <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, that's the difference between me and you. Yeah, that's what you yeah. know. You, yeah, you like, would do it. I, like, on the other hand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up. I'm on price side right now, seeing what <laughs> what I can get. Now, according to Cryptopia.us, uh, there have been a ton of speculation as to what this cowboy actually was, uh, with theories ranging uh, cowboy from just a straight up Bigfoot that can fly a spaceship. Which I'm just gonna say no. Uh, Bozak was a dairy farmer, so if he says it looks like a cow, I'm going to believe him considering Bigfoot is... I mean, he's an expert. Yep. Yeah, clearly a primate. Uh, other theories say it was an emissary of its race. Uh, others say it's a fugitive, like I said to you. My favorite, though, and <laughs> this is the one I'm going to go with, is that it could be a highly evolved, time-traveling descendant of the cows that Bozak had on his farm. What? <laughs> That's Pivotal moment in cow history did he contribute to that he, they needed to appear to him in that time or maybe if it's if it's a time travel thing and we just think of uh and we just think of like our little like you know we got a little wedge of time that we got going here and we don't factor into it so if cows are that evolved yeah. and they go back and back or they go forward in time so far where like they ended up having technology to be able to time travel why would this even be anywhere <laughs> near the time to like show up and be like oh well you know we got like is it like a skynet situation where this is the this is the farm in which like a cow finally gains sentience he's like the john connor of the cow universe Oh it yeah, I mean be. that maybe that's where you're going with the uh, when you know we're talking about deathbed confessionals. Maybe that's something's gonna happen. But maybe, hear me out. Maybe the reason mm -hmm. why all those cattle mutilations happened in like the '90s and the early 2000s, maybe cows do eventually become the superior race. So the aliens are coming down trying to figure out, well, what are their weaknesses? Maybe there's a cow gray space battle in the future. Like a huge civil war. <laughs> oh, and that's why they've been, that's why they're attacking the lineage of cows. Exactly. In the Midwest. Yeah. And that's, that's why whenever. I think we're living in very, in very uh, important times for the cow. Clearly, clearly the, the, the cow, the cow revolution uprising, that's about you know, to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the planet of the apes, the planet of the bovines. I mean, not going to lie, I'd watch that anime. But in the end, I guess we'll never really know what the bovine 
creature was. As far as I know, this is the only encounter with a being of this description, and sadly, the cowman never returned, especially not to Bozak's farm to pay him another visit. And even sadder is that on December 22nd, 1996, William Bozak was found dead in his home at the age of 90, 22 years to the day of his encounter with the Bozak cowman. And he never got a chance to reconnect with him and show him that you know, he was just a just a nice dude trying to hang out. But uh but yeah. Were that, both prints at the scene? <laughs> as far as I know, he wasn't murdered by the okay. Kalman revolution. Because <laughs> apparently he played a pivotal role in it. I don't know. But uh but yeah, that's the story of William Bosack and the Bosack bovine Kalman humanoid, whatever you want to call it. Where are you what are you feeling? How how are you how are you feeling? It's interesting, but like I don't understand why somebody would feel the need to bet something like that. So I don't, I don't discount that he saw something, but like as a, a cow thing, I think maybe he just seen so many cows in his lifetime <laughs> that he like, maybe he saw like an alien or something like that. And it's like, it's just like, he's like looking through this portal and he's like, Oh, it's a cow head. And you're like, Oh, well, is it, is it buddy? Yeah. The fact, you know, the I fact don't... that he is a dairy farmer and he saw a cow man is kind of, convenient in a way but i guess yeah. i guess if you're just around cows all day they're really your only point of reference on how to do like it's like the human brain you know how we we try to see faces and everything yeah maybe he his, tries to see cows and everything <laughs> yeah it's like that like whenever he sees <laughs> yeah. like a weird knot in a plank of wood he's like that's not a that's clearly a cow where everyone else would see like a face of a dog or something <laughs> you know what i mean but fuck oh, it, I don't jesus know. he's like no that's clearly a cow <laughs> Yeah, every burnt piece of toast to him is just a cow, not Jesus. Well, I mean, I think that's a. It's in, I think he maybe just had a, a like a you know a UFO encounter and then ended up turning into this bigger thing to him. But again, I don't even know. I don't know. We'll Strange never know. Shit happen. I mean, do I think yeah. that he saw a cow man? No, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I, but I don't know at the same time. But what what. But you, like you said, what reason does this seventy-year-old man in the seventies have to gain from it? Like, as far as I know, he didn't like get a book deal or a movie. Like, nothing came from it, and he stuck to the story his whole life. Right? Like, he didn't gain anything from it. The only people who really gained something from it was probably those two UFO researchers who interviewed him. You know what I mean? They probably wrote it in magazines and books, and probably got paid to do some. But he just, yeah, he was just like. Fuck it, man. I'll take a lie detector test. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Back in the old YouTube days, I remember they're talking about how there were 70 different, 72 different species of aliens living on planet Earth right now. Now, how would we know? And that? I can only tell you, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, there's like a guy will just be standing in front of a group of people and he'll go do every single one of them. You're like, yeah. okay, dude, like maybe, but this is ridiculous. I think I could name like maybe four or five at the most. Yeah. You got grays, yeah. tall whites, reptilians. The uh, if you're going off fucking sweary carry from Project Camelot, you got the raptors and <laughs> and uh, the Palladians or something like that. Is that a thing? Yeah, like, I feel like that's a thing. I think. And the, I think the Nordics and the tall whites the same I kind of thing. Same, I guess. Yeah, but we they, we also same cover, thing. we covered that. I think they're the same people that live in the center of the Earth in ho- in Hollow Earth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. I tried to get somebody to do 
a, to a flat earth person to come on my show. Have you had that a flat earth person come on yet? Or no, have you done a flat no. earth show? No, we did. We did hollow earth. I want to do flat earth, but I think before I do flat earth, I want to do hollow moon. Cause I think that's way funnier. Yeah. I used, I used to work with the flat earther and he was also a proud boy and a Trump supporter. So nothing he said, I took seriously. Ah, Jesus. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's funny how, like, why do those, it's funny how those two those worlds, like, yeah, yeah, they really intersect with one another. I think it just goes to show that they're just a bunch of bright, bright people. But that, you know, well, you know, <laughs> smartest of the bunch. I appreciate them. All right, Josh. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're pretty much at the end of it. Do you want to plug your stuff? I know you you, you got your, your shop, your podcast. Just let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, yeah. I do a billion different things. Tattooer, illustrator, and uh, I run the Hellmouth Paranormal. So I just do t-shirts and it's kind of just fun kind of stuff. So you can either find me, it's joshuaandrewbelanger.com, which I thought it was cool 20 years ago getting that uh, address. But now where I'm like trying to give people my email address, I'm like, all right, it's me, uh, Josh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was afraid yeah, I didn't um, spell it correctly because there were so many letters. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. But yeah, you just Google my name, Joshua Belanger and art and it'll come up. So yeah, and I do I'll, a lot of stuff. I'll be sure to to link all your links in the episode description. Uh, but yeah, make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok, uh, Crypto Cocktail and Crypto Cocktail Party, respectively. And with that, Josh, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? All right. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs>